1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed at denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, second hour of the show, we're going to be giving away $200 in slot play to Sasquatch Casino up in Blackhawk. First four callers are going to get 50 bucks each, and while you are up there, you can see how you can win a Chevy Colorado on Hagland tracks. They are giving it away this weekend, and if you don't want it, they'll give you nearly $25,000 in cash instead. Uh, Danny, I think, I don't know if I can speak for you, but this might be the first time I've ever seen Mace without a hat. And I'm, I'm having visions of Les Shapiro where Andrew is actually checking how his hair looks because... He's on he's on like a, a TV show that goes worldwide on the internet. Boy, it, are you vain. I'm not vain. I'm you just want some makeup? Les could probably I'm, give you some of his. I'm just a little
2: uh, concerned about the uh, middle aged receding hairline that is uh Oh don't talk to me about in that and,
1: uh, yeah. please don't even talk that, to well, me about Well you're wearing that. a hat.
2: See? There you go. Right? You're wearing
1: a hat Why are you wearing a hat? Where's your Braves at? Would you run out? i, I did Not run out, no.
2: Um, I had on a different hat, but I think it's just sitting out in the lobby. Want me to go get it for you? No, I'll be I'm okay. Gonna go, I'm gonna go get it. For you. No, I'll be okay. No, no, keep talking yeah.
1: because I don't want you to be embarrassed not wearing a hat so people can see your hair.
2: You know, if you want to know why he's upset, he has been Eric has been on hold with uh something with, with an with uh, I think a pharmacy of some description for at least 30 minutes.
1: Easily. Here. And Man and here's Man the thing. Had
2: and here's the and here's the thing. He is he is this way because No, Understandably so.
1: Yeah.
2: You're this way because you've been on hold. Yeah. Patiently waiting for 30 patiently. minutes, and you, and you were next in line.
1: Next in line. And
2: had literally they they you went from perpetually being behind at least three people right. to being next in line Correct. and you had to get off
1: to start the show. That's right. I was on the phone. So for you wasted a
2: half hour of your life. Thirty so minutes. I, I can't
1: get back. I completely empathize with you being upset. oh no, I'm not. Complete. Upset. No, i actually. I'm not upset at all. I'll stop by there after, and then I'm sure I'll wait another thirty minutes. I just want to. make So it's sure. cost you an hour of your life. I just want to make sure that that you feel happy about the way you look. Okay. Now I'm that you already. have your hat that matches your jumper, you can put it on, and we so can what, move it, on. It's a hoodie. It's a jumper.
2: Why do you say it's a jumper?
1: A jumper is a tracksuit. A jumper is a Please tell me those pants is, don't have drawstrings. Please tell I, I haven't looked. Please tell me the pants you are wearing do not have drawstrings. They do have drawstrings. Oh, Let's just get right to the show. Yeah, Here's the link. I, I'm in a tracksuit. Oh, you give, you've given up when you're wearing pants or drawstrings all the time.
2: I wear pants with drawstrings probably about five times a week. How many are days you, are in a week? Seven. Are you saying I've given up?
1: I don't know. You tell me.
2: I like being comfortable.
1: Let's let's do the lead. The lead is presented
0: by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park.
1: All right, help me out here, Danny. The Broncos have been flexed to Sunday night football against the Chiefs. Ordinarily, you'd be thrilled the Broncos are on national television. How do you feel?
3: Uh, I am i don't hate it that much. No, I didn't much. say you
1: hate it. What I'm saying is, are you excited about it?
3: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear uh, Chris and Al call the game instead of some random B team.
2: What yeah. do you have against Greg Gumbel and Adam Archuleta? That's who's calling the game on Sunday. Uh,
3: I don't have anything in particular <laughs> against them. I just know that I enjoy yeah. Al and Chris yeah. uh, every Sunday yeah. night, and I think that Oh, this it could be a good spot for uh, some of the funky results that we've seen around the NFL this year. This is a good good spot for the Broncos to trip up the Chiefs. This
2: could also be a good spot for Al Michaels to take the week off because periodically he hands some games to Mike Tirico including I believe tomorrow night or Thursday night. So, Mike
3: Tirico's okay
1: too. So yeah, so what you just did Danny was you just you are so confident In the Broncos, putting on a good showing on national television, you just played the any given Sunday card. With that, Mace, are you excited for this team to play on national television? They used to say about the cast members of Saturday Night Live, the original cast. But not ready for primetime players. Is that who the Broncos are? Well...
2: Based on their play this year, yes. I mean, they had one primetime game on Fox Thursday night in October against Cleveland, and it was a 17-14 game that would have been more appropriately a 31-14 game the way they were dominated. They didn't look great for primetime that night. I, I think you could say the same thing here, but like Danny said anything can happen. This is a year of crazy results. The Broncos have been on the positive side of one crazy result, beating the Cowboys in Dallas the way they did. Could it happen again?
1: Yeah, here's, here's it thing. might. I, I am not trying to be Debbie Downer. It's great that they're on national television twice this year. That's 37 out of 38 years. Good for them. I'd
2: rather see them than the The Giants on national TV.
1: Well, I'll tell you who you Mm -hmm. won't be seeing a guy who wants to be referred to as coach because Jason Garrett got fired today. But I digress. I got to tell you, again, I I use this phrase all the time. Maybe I'm on my own island here, uh, but I'm afraid that they're going to get embarrassed again on national television. I know how Buffalo Bills fans felt losing four straight Super Bowls in a row. I covered, I lived in that city right after they lost their fourth Super Bowl. I I have talked to enough people who lived in Denver in the 1980s where they were thinking, I don't know if I want us to go to the Super Bowl again. Have you seen those results? And here we go again against a Kansas City Chiefs team whose defense finally looks good. Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. Uh, if I had my draw, okay. If I had my druthers, mm-hmm. I wish NBC would have made their decision. The NFL would have made their decision after this Sunday's game. I want to see how they play against the Chargers.
2: That's fair, but they only use that. They only have access to that short lead time. I
1: understand. In the that. last week, I'm for not, obvious reasons, because there's a lot of planning that has to go into things. J- just give me a chance to wrap my head around. What we are going to be facing six or seven days later, because if the Broncos go out on Sunday against Justin Herbert and the Chiefs and vomit all over their shirt, I think people are going to be like, I I don't know if I can really watch this game. They'll watch it, but they're going to be nervous. You know what happened the last time they played on Sunday night football? Tell me. What happened the last time they played on Sunday Night Football? It was in Kansas City. When the last time they played, the quarterback they currently have isn't that quarterback. When Von Miller was likely on the field, or maybe not. No, Von Miller was hurt.
2: He was last year.
1: A lot of the guys are not the same.
2: A lot of the guys aren't the same, but you could argue that it's a better team because they have Cortland Sutton at their disposal. They didn't have him last year. Teddy Bridgewater, for all his flaws is a better quarterback than Drew Locke am, on balance. I am they glad you and
1: Danny are happy about this because I could tell you right now. I'm,
2: I'm just I, saying the last time they were on Sunday Night Football was last year in December. Right. And remember, they made a, even though they lost, they yep. made a good acquittal of themselves against the Chiefs. It went down to the wire. And really, if if not for an opening possession interception when Locke was trying to throw to Fumagalli, right. just inexplicably bad on the throw that's a game the broncos yes could have won
1: okay but they didn't
2: they didn't they didn't they didn't embarrass themselves in prime time at the end of the
1: day at the end of the day for me i don't want to walk into a game as a fan thinking to myself i hope we make a good acquittal of ourselves i hope that this could be any given sunday you cannot be feeling good about playing the Chiefs on Sunday night football with the way this team has been so maddeningly inconsistent. And in games, well let's be honest, the games that they lost, they weren't last second field goals. They I don't care what the score was against the Browns. They were embarrassed seventeen to fourteen. Now Embar- overall, yeah. Embarrassed against the yeah. Ravens. Embarrassed, I'm sorry, against the Steelers. Embarrassed against the Raiders. And you know what? The one team that can really put it on you with an embarrassing score is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm on my own island. I'm more than happy to plant my flag, just like I planted my flag on my own island, about you shouldn't have signed Michael Porter Jr. I don't mind being on my own island. So
2: you're going to take a victory lap if the Broncos lose by 20 or more points? In I don't. This
1: game. I want them to win. Are you kidding? Well, I, 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 look, it's more interesting when
2: they win. I'm just saying I don't think this is the... I don't think this is the white flag game. And look, there's another game in between against the Chargers. It's right. I want to see game. how they
1: play. And yeah. that might make me feel a little bit better. But then again, well, what does the game buffer mean when you play the Cowboys and then you go out and crap all over yourselves against the Philadelphia Eagles? Look,
2: the Broncos aren't getting this game because they're of what they are. They're playing on. They're getting the Sunday night football game because the Chiefs are back in first place. Because Patrick Mahomes is eyeballs. the league's most dynamic player. Yep. Put it this way: they chose this game over. For example, they could have had they Bucks, had, they could have had Bucks at Falcons. So you could have no, had Tom yeah, could, Brady. You, you know, and it, you, they but they the could have they could have had Chargers Bengals. So they could have had yes, Justin Herbert yes. and Joe Burrow, but they chose Mahomes and the Chiefs. Why? I think part of it is simple. The Chargers are in a big market, but there aren't a lot of Chargers fans. The Bengals do not have a wide fan base. So even though you have two engaging quarterbacks, right. they chose Mahomes with the national fan base and two teams with bigger fan bases than the Chargers and Bengals possess. They And they couldn't choose Ravens Steelers because almost certainly, and I think that the evidence of that is the game they chose today, that
1: that game got protected, as it usually is. Think about this for a second, the way you just phrased it. They could have had Herbert and Burrow, two up-and-coming quarterbacks who at some point in their careers could be top five quarterbacks in this league. I'm, they could have had, or, or or, but they chose, is what you said, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs.
2: Not Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos. Right. This is all about right. they chose to put Kansas City on for another primetime game you with know Patrick this, Mahomes. You know what this that's feels what like? That's what this is. A, the, Bron- I know, I the Broncos that. are a homecoming opponent.
1: That's, that's what... That's exactly... Yes. You took the words right out of my mouth. This feels like a homecoming game for the Kansas City Chiefs where you lead the Lambs into slaughter. I hope I'm wrong. I Listen... I do. I did not want to be right about Michael Porter Jr., and I sure as hell don't want to be about the Broncos. I don't want to be right about them getting embarrassed. I just know what I've seen. I know what the track record is of Michael Porter Jr. and back injuries, so I base it on history. I look at what has happened with the Broncos this year, and I'm thinking how many times have they gotten embarrassed. And they've and
2: lost I, six in a row on Sunday Night Football.
1: And I'll tell you something else. I don't know if you get this. I don't know if you get this. You know what I get when the Broncos crap all over themselves on national television? You know what I get? Phone calls from people out of state telling me how bad the Broncos are. I don't need it. Just like you don't like it on Twitter, I don't need my relatives telling me how bad the Broncos are. Do they not not realize you're not a fan? I understand that. Just hide them with the sixth broadcast crew until they're ready. Nobody called me when Manning played. You know why? Because they were like, what are they going to say? God, he's really great.
2: Well, I think also the other thing here in consideration is that you you used to be in the greater Kansas City region. You worked in yes. Topeka. No, I well, you I, know
1: a lot of people there. I covered the Chiefs. Right. I cover I cover Joe Montana and the Chiefs. So I have friends that live so, in Kansas
2: City. So there you go.
1: No, it's nationally. I have friends all over the country that know I cover the Broncos and they're dying to give me a phone. call. boy, your team blows.
2: So you've been getting a lot of those calls the last five years. No.
1: No no I haven't because the Broncos aren't on national television that much, thank God. Because nobody can really watch him, unless you have NFL Sunday ticket, and who wants to watch the fifth broadcast team? Nobody. So when you're on national television, you're you're out there literally pulling your pants down, pushing your pants down for everybody to see, and everybody gets to make fun of you. I don't need the aggravation. Just win, baby. What if they win? Great. We'll get into next week. I how would love that. One
2: of the things that Vic Fangio has actually done right is is game plan the Chiefs' offense. Right. And now this Chiefs offense is struggling.
1: Wouldn't it be ironic? Wouldn't it,
2: wouldn't it be something if the Broncos won this game like 13-10? to 10?
1: Wouldn't it be ironic if Vic Fangio showed everybody a blueprint on how to beat the Chiefs and he couldn't? Speechless. Crickets from Andrew <laughs> Mason. Coming up after the break, George Payton identified Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton as part of the core. Who else is part of the core? And who do we think is part of the core but really shouldn't be part of the core? That's next.
0: Anyone could see the road that they walk on is paved in gold. <laughs>
1: Welcome back, Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the buzz. <laughs> The
0: Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155-star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Okay, yesterday
1: George Payton identified Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton as part of the team's core. He has used that word a lot, and he indicated he wants to keep the core players on the team. Justin Simmons, certainly a core player, got a new contract. Shelby Harris, core player. Mm-hmm. Got a new contract. Okay, we're going to play a game. And the game is, let's see if you can follow my rules. The answer, the answer is usually no. The answer is yes, no, or maybe. Because we'll talk more about these guys after we get through the list. Are these guys, core guys, yes, no, or maybe? Javante Williams. Yes. Pat Sertan. Yes. Jerry Judy. Yes. Garrett Bowles. Yes. Draymond Jones. Maybe. Ronald Darby. Maybe. I would go maybe for sure on Ronald Darby because he's not a draft pick. And what does he have, a three-year deal?
2: Three-year deal, effectively a two-year deal.
1: Right. Yeah. Draymond Jones, I think he's a maybe leaning to a yes, but I cannot imagine George Payton appreciated. Draymond Jones going out there, I don't care what his apology was, he... He took the coaching staff to task, and I know that he apologized for it, and it was a well-written hostage statement by somebody. But that's what he believed, that the coaches let him down because I was told everybody loved the game plan for the Cowboys, and then they were like, what the hell are we doing against the Eagles?
2: And Draymond will speak his mind. We know what he thinks of Urban Meyer, for example, when he went on Shelby Harris' podcast. So Draymond's not shy about expressing himself. From our perspective, I love it. I, I, lo- I love, I love talking to him.
1: See, the funny thing is, because of the media rules, yeah, we don't talk to these guys that often. They tell us who we get to talk to, yeah. And Draymond doesn't go to the podium really that often. When he
2: does, it's very good,
1: though. Right. Yes. And when it's really really good, he's probably not going to go to the podium as often. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> With that, I think if we were in normal times, Draymond Jones would be, dare I say, a regular. That we talked to, no question for this program. Yes,
1: no question. You, you know, you know who one of our favorite go-to guys was when I talk, for me and Les. Yeah, we loved talking, and I know I'm going to mispronounce his name. I always forget. Is it Domator? D- Domatop?
2: Uh, there we go.
1: Domatop. Domatop. Pecco. What a great soundbite! But I never understood this. How often did you talk to him?
2: Probably, I probably talked to him at least once a
1: week. Did you ever put him on like? You recorded him, right? Yes. Did he ever swear? Often. Oh my God, he did it with us constantly. I had I, I had <laughs> to standing. I had to always
2: bleep out when we when we used it. I'd always bleep out his comments when I used it for a podcast or something. And
1: the funny yes. thing, well, first of all, you don't have to do that for a podcast because the FCC doesn't. Well, was doing, it was a podcast rule.
2: on the Broncos site, and they kind of... Oh, on sta- the Broncos site. Gotcha. Yes, exactly. I, I, I get that. Sta- now, if we are doing that for DMVR, I think we just let the swears Absolutely. go. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Danny, were we doing shows together? Because uh, I know it was Logan and Les and I, and then you stepped in. I can't remember. It's been years. But then again, we haven't been in the locker room in a long time either. Where, did you cut up uh, peco Bites for us?
3: I do remember cutting up some peco Bites that had to have swears removed or beeped. I remember, sure.
1: I remember saying to him, and he's just the greatest guy, very mild-mannered. So when he swears, it, it just kind of takes you off guard. He like, says it with a smile on his face. He, he does. Domita like Talib, I can see him swearing. When Chris Harris gets upset, I can see him swearing. TJ Ward, absolutely. Derek Wolf, absolutely. But Domita Pecco is such a soft-spoken guy. And I remember saying to him, can you do us a favor? We, we, we put this on the air. Is it possible? He goes, oh man, I'm so sorry. Which and then he probably said the s word. With that, let's go through other guys. Let's go through other guys. Bradley Chubb, core guy, big fat maybe. Yeah, the biggest maybe yep.
2: on the roster. Yep,
3: I agree. And it's and not that's that why I brought him up first.
2: And that's it's not that he's not good enough. He's
1: not healthy enough.
2: It's exactly. This is the best ability is availability cliche. Right. And he simply hasn't been available since he suffered that ACL injury back in week four of 2019. He has literally missed more games than he's played in. Right. And he's going to miss probably this one at least.
1: Dalton Reisner. Another maybe. Right.
2: He's played well the last couple of weeks, but is this the start of something sustained for him? Or is it just a false dawn? I think we're going to find out here over the next seven games. We might have a good idea on whether Dalton Reisner is a core guy at the end of this season if he carries over what he's done
1: the last few weeks. See, the problem is you can say he didn't play well last season, but now it's carried over into this season, and now you're you're looking at a track record and saying, listen, as a person, he's probably very, very well liked in that locker room. I have very little doubt. He has the type of personality, the type of leadership qualities that you want. But he doesn't have the consistent play to back it up. Noah Fant. Another big fat, maybe. Uh huh. I agree. Albert O.
2: Now, the interesting thing with Noah Fant, though, is we're going to get at least a preliminary decision on him in the spring when they decide whether to pick up the fifth year option. Would you? Yes. Really? I would.
1: Because you're saying it's because of the quarterback, he doesn't have the numbers. Because of the offensive coordinator, he doesn't have the numbers.
2: I think there's some of that in play, yes. And he is, he's talented. I don't think they're using him properly in the kind of routes they have him running. But given that he hasn't made a Pro Bowl just yet, his fifth year option is going to be pretty reasonable. So I would bring him back. I I would commit to the fifth year option. I yes. would
1: I would commit to him too for this reason. I think George. I don't think I know if Vic Fangio gets let go. George is going to bring in his own guys, and he's going to bring in an offensive coordinator, or he's going to talk to whoever he hires and says you need to bring in somebody who can really run an offense. Mm-hmm. Unless that head coach happens to be an offensive mind, they're going to give Noah Fant one more shot. Yeah, with that, Alberto. Probably not,
2: but I wouldn't close the door on it just yet.
1: Minors, I think it's too early.
2: Way too early. Mike Purcell. Solid guy, but not core. And part of it is just his role. He's a nose tackle. Nose tackles in this day and age simply don't play enough snaps anymore to be core because more often than, than not, you're in nickel or dime, and you don't have the nose out there. So it's just... He's, he's solid at what he does, but he just doesn't have the play, the play frequency to be a core guy.
1: I say this with all due respect to the guys I'm about to name, and you'll probably say, wow, that's really early. I think all the guys were mentioning, the guy with the highest upside, is the next guy I'm going to mention. And when I say the highest upside, I mean a higher upside over Fant and potentially a higher upside over Bradley Chubb because of the injury history.
2: Are you going to tell me it's the same position as Bradley Chubb? No. Okay.
1: I'm going to tell you his name is Caden Stearns. Ah, uh-huh. I thought you were going to say Jonathan Cooper. Nope. Who's had a Who's had a good start. You can't say he's a core guy, and right now you can't say it's Caden too early. Stearns. It's way yeah. too early. Josie Jewell. What level of
2: contract do you consider core? And that's that's an interesting thing to consider because I think whether we're talking... It's
1: a minimum of three years because if Tim Patrick is a core guy, he got a three-year deal.
2: So if Josie Jewell gets kind of a two-year, $10 million contract. He's not
1: considered... It's does a, that, it,
2: does it's, that meet the core threshold? No,
1: because that's more of a prove-it deal.
2: Because I think that's the type of deal that he or Kenny Young is going to get. That's a proven deal. Next, it's a prove then, it deal. Then deal. Then he's not core. No. Could be. Right. Maybe. And the fact that he gets a deal means that you can put him in the maybe category, but he's not there.
1: Alexander Johnson. I think they saw him that way. Yeah. I don't know if they see him that way anymore, especially with Kenny Young. uh,
2: (laughs) I think they can get what they were getting out of uh, Alexander Johnson with Kenny Young and probably a little bit more. Um, Look, it's not that Alexander Johnson doesn't have the physical gifts, but he's not a quarterback of the defense the way Kenny Young can be, the way Josie Jewell has been. And that's a huge part of that role as an off-ball linebacker. Now, the interesting thing that will happen here is, let's say you do hire Dan Quinn and you go to a 4-3 alignment. What changes as far like, you're going to have your edges that become defensive ends. What changes in terms of how you utilize your linebackers? That might Going to a 4-3 might actually buy Alexander Johnson an opportunity.
1: Coming up after the break, Phillip Lindsey got released today by the worst rushing team in the NFL by far. What does that say about Philip Lindsay? Or does it say nothing about Philip Lindsay? Because the Texans stink. That's next. <laughs>
0: Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileI Sports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Don't pay retail, pay wholesale at Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, They've got it. Upfit today at
1: Colorado Offroad or go to cooffroad.com. All right. The Houston Texans today released Philip Lindsay. Lindsay was leading the Texans with 50 carries, but only became the guy with the most carries on the team currently because Houston traded Mark Ingram. The Texans are the worst rushing team in the league. Lindsey had 130 total yards rushing at 2.6 yards per carry. And I know people hate it when I do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Lindsey's long run of the year was 35 yards. If you take that away, he was averaging 1.9 yards per carry.
2: And the interesting thing on the Texans is nobody's running the ball well. Ingram was averaging 3.2 yards carry before he got traded. Right. David Johnson, 3.0. Rex Burkhead, 2.8. Lindsey, 2.6. Now. So they have some fundamental problems that go beyond the guys toting the rock at this point.
1: Well, they are missing three guys on their offensive line. I talked to a guy down in Houston, a beat writer for the team. He said, the problems are this. One, they are missing a bunch of guys on their offensive line. So I don't know how much you can really pin that on Lindsey. But then the guy said to me, is there a stat for something? And I said, well, my radio partner will know this. So now I'm going to ask you literally live on the air. Mm-hmm. Is there a stat for tackles for loss by a running back? Because what Not the, that I can easily find. Because this is what the guy said to me. But we he, can
2: look, we can we can dig it up.
1: This is what the guy said to me. He goes, Philip Lindsay was constantly tackled behind the line of scrimmage constantly tackled behind the line of scrimmage.
2: I mean, we can look, let's see. Minus minus 99 to minus 1. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, here's the thing, though. Nobody's running the ball well. They don't have a quarterback who you take seriously. It's Tyrod Taylor or Davis Mills.
1: And they don't run the ball a lot anyway. Right. Not to mention they're probably behind so much they can't run the ball.
2: It's just a bad team in every way, shape, or form.
1: I think this is a bad match for Philip Lindsay, for sure. Uh, And I think anybody who played running back there would would certainly struggle. Mm -hmm. But now I think Philip Lindsay, I think he's going to get picked up by somebody. It wouldn't surprise me if it's the Ravens because they're always looking for running back help. It seems like with that, Philip Lindsay, despite being a pro bowler, I I hate to use this phrase or use this term. He is hitting journeyman status as the guy who gets the midweek tryout. He's not that big. Uh, by the way, the guy that I talked to, he said when they were in the press box watching the game, he said every time Lindsey was in the game, they knew the exact play that it was going to be called. It was going to be Lindsey running outside the tackle. That, it, it became so incredibly predictable. That sounds
2: like a coaching problem.
1: Yep. More okay. than a film.: problem. Because I said to this guy, Lindsey here was very good running between the tackles. He had no problem sticking his nose in the dirt. But that's how they wanted to use Philip Lindsay. And obviously it didn't work out.
2: I think Lindsay will have a future in this league. But like you said, it might be the trial. But it's possible that his future might involve Baltimore or a place like New England or Buffalo where they make heavy... Change your pace back. Yeah, they make heavy use of situational backs. He's not an every down back. No. But... Used correctly and effectively, there's probably still something in the tank. But the days of him being a thousand yard runner, as he was those first two seasons here in Denver, those are almost certainly in the rearview mirror.
1: I'll say this about Philip Lindsay. You got to know him and I got to know him. I can't say that we were best friends and we had beers together. But from the amount of time I spent around him, I'll give you my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Nice kid. Okay. Really nice kid. Passionate kid. Chip on your shoulder, kid. All of those are very good qualities. Would you agree? All of them. They can to be, be. To be a football player.
2: The chip on the shoulder can be a little dangerous if you're not careful.
1: No, no. I, I, I think he, I think he had a chip on his shoulder in a positive way. Yes.
2: Okay. Then if it's positive, then yes. All, all, you yes. know, was
1: undrafted. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem with Phil Lindsay. He's overconfident. He thinks he's better than he is, and he's not. He's not. He thinks he's better than he
2: is. He got the one Pro Bowl when he was a rookie, and obviously he couldn't play because he was hurt. But He, he still thought he her. was
1: the bee's knees halfway through his first season.
2: Sometimes you can succeed too soon.
1: And I think that's what happened with him because I can give you countless examples of things that happened with Philip Lindsay. One, um, he knew coming here to Denver, he was the media darling. He tired of that really quickly. I don't have time to talk. Really? You were undrafted. Really? I understand you're having a really good season.
2: Did Chris Harris Jr. never have time to talk?
1: He always had time to talk.
2: All the way through his time here. Nine seasons, and he was undrafted like Phil. That's right. Never got too big to have a few words.
1: Right. And for Philip, he wanted his day in the locker room where that's when he talked. You know who wasn't like that in that same draft class? Bradley Chubb. Cortland Sutton year two for Cortland Sutton he wanted to do his own thing I get that it's Cortland Sutton Tim Patrick
2: came in the year before Phil undrafted kicked around was on the active roster for the first time the same year that Philip Lindsay was a rookie
1: he isn't that way nope but I'll tell you a story maybe I told this to you before and this did rub me the wrong way there's a guy that I know that owns a car dealership in town or runs a car dealership in town. And he was looking for a Broncos player to represent him. And Phillip was maybe six, seven games into his career here. And this was an endorsement opportunity for a guy making almost no money, right? Undrafted free agent rookie. What was the signing bonus, $20,000, something like that? And that was on the high end. Right. It's for undrafted. So he's not making a lot of money. He got off to a good start. And I said to my my friend, I said, how about if I talk to Philip Lindsay for you? Maybe he'll do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Philip was going to get a car out of it for the entire season and get paid. And Philip said, nah, I'm going to wait until the season ends to see what my value is. And I'm thinking, dude, take advantage of these endorsement opportunities when you can. He wanted to wait to see what his market value was after roughly six games, and I'm thinking, wow, you feel really good about yourself, don't you?
2: Well, I mean, didn't he end up kind of building on that the rest of the season? He played well the rest of the
1: way. He, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing him on TV. Do you?
2: Well, I don't watch that much tele- local television. Other than you, 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 you know
1: what I mean. Yeah. I'm sure he got some endorsement opportunities, but then he was out a couple of years later, and now how's he doing? He should have taken everything that he got. He's not Cortland Sutton. He's not Bradley Chubb. He's not a first-round pick, second-round pick. And, yes, he put up some really good numbers. But six games in, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm that guy who takes any opportunity that comes my way. But I was kind of stunned. I'm going to wait to see how the season plays out. What does it hurt to take it now?
2: I mean, he did end up getting a car deal, by the way. I looked it up. Good with him. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Mountain Accurate dealers. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Think,
1: yeah. He car- think he has any car deals now?
2: Probably not. No.
1: No. Nope. Could add other deals too. I just found that to be very off putting for an undrafted guy who kind of shooed away the media because he wanted to have his own day six days in.
2: Well, I mean, maybe there were different reasons for him not taking, not investigating that deal that was offered to him.
1: No, he I wouldn't hold that against him. No, he, he didn't go down the road. I'm, tell, I'm just telling you what he said to me. What he said to me was, I'm going to wait until the end of the season to set my value. That's a pretty black and white answer. He, If he said to me, hey, let my agent talk to the guy, that's different. He said, I'm going to wait to see what my value is. Six games in, okay. He had a really good, so you were a pro bowler. It's great. It's fantastic. That's overconfident. Six games in.
2: Maybe he had his. Maybe he just had his own set of reasons for not wanting to do it. Then I'm just saying it's that. not that he... T- trying to. I, I want to, I'm trying
1: to see it from his side here as well. There, no, no, his side is let me explore it. Then I'm with you. And if he turned it down, no big deal. Six games in. Undrafted free agent. So Maybe rookie. he just
2: didn't want to jump at something. He you talk, there, there are any number of reasons why he might have said that.
1: Then you then you say. You know, maybe he's not smart enough then. Because then you say, let me talk to my agent about it. Or let me get this guy's number. Not what the answer was. I
2: mean, there are probably a lot of people out there kind of handing, you know, potentially handing stuff out at that point. Maybe it
1: became overwhelming for him. That's what you have an agent for. But his line to me was I'm going to wait until the end of the season to set my market. There, I don't even see how you can possibly defend that comment. Now, if that's the way he wants to roll, that's fine. But right now, he's unemployed. You know,
2: some some would say that's betting on yourself. Yeah, and some would say it's
1: an attribute. Yep, good for him. So, but that's but today he's out of football. But but my point is, good kid, really good kid. Okay, chip on his shoulder, runs with a chip on his shoulder. Good thing, always has something to prove. Good thing. Wants to rally his teammates. Good thing. Overconfident? Not a good thing. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it?
3: After a tough loss in Phoenix, the Nuggets on the road again tonight in Portland and a massive deal in MLB that uh, has a player in under a year of service becoming one of the highest paid in the game. That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
1: Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Maze Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Are
0: you ready? Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town, two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com.
3: Just in case you missed it, the Nuggets taking on the Portland Trailblazers tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time on TNT. And Portland on a 3-0 run in a four-game homestand. Nuggets the final game of that stretch for the Blazers and the Nuggets in a bit of a rut with four straight losses a big one the other night in Phoenix as the injuries are really starting to add up for the Nuggets Nikola Jokic Zeke Naji, both questionable tonight Bones Highland MPJ Murray of course are all out which Nugget has the biggest game tonight for the injury hampered Denver Nuggets
2: um I mean, really, kind of by default, it's probably going to be Aaron Gordon if uh, Nikola Jokic doesn't play tonight. Right.
1: You say Barton's playing. He is. Oh yeah, he'll have a huge night. Okay. Yeah, this <laughs> is his kind. This is his kind of game. He's the number one option. He loves these games. He'll score thirty. He'll and, score thirty
2: tonight. And they'll and they'll lose.
1: Well, wow, they're pretty depleted. Too. Right. That's
2: what I mean. They're gonna. Yeah. I mean, you're just you're just trying to hang on until you until you get at least Nikola Jokic back. Yep. Bones Highland being hurt, that's kind of a concern though. So soon, and you're starting to rely on him more and more. So, what kind of injury is it? Bone injury. Uh,
1: I Ankles. believe it's an ankle Ankle's or a an foot. Uh, I know it's an ankle.
2: Yeah, he he had a. Yes. He, there was a picture of him. He had a. He has a big uh, a big brace. Boot. He has a boot,
3: boot, boot on a, on his foot.
1: Or as they say in Scotland yeah. a bait. All right, go ahead. Boot.
3: Bait. A boat. Just in case you missed it, Wander Franco agrees to a 12-year, $185 million guaranteed maximum of $223 million contract with the Tampa Bay Rays. Franco has played just 70 Major League games. He's 20 years old yesterday, and then a little bit earlier in this show, we talked about MPJ's contract with the Nuggets, how that's a risky extension with the injury history. Seeing so little of Franco... Could the Tampa Bay Rays be in a risky situation here? Your general thoughts on the big deal for Wander.
2: I mean, they're putting themselves at some level of risk here. I mean, the fascinating thing, when when I saw this contract and the length of it, 12 years, the thing that went through my mind was, well, my goodness, the last five of those years, they literally might not be calling the Tampa Bay Area home anymore. Because their lease expires at Tropicana Field after the 2028 season, and they've made overtures about this crackpot hackneyed sister city concept of playing half their games in Montreal and half their games in St. Petersburg.
1: Uh, A couple of things about this. I don't know if this kid has an injury history. but he Not to my knowledge. Right. But he might be the first guy in the history of Major League Sports at the age of 20 to sign a deal of 12 years or longer and then get a second deal. Mm -hmm. But this is the most surprising part of this deal by far. We have not mentioned this once on this show. I have not heard this mentioned once on national television because it's not in anybody's consciousness. We are going to be looking at a baseball lockout next week. The CBA yes. is going to expire, and I cannot believe any owner is dishing out this type of money with this type of labor uncertainty. That's why some believe Trevor's Story might wind up coming back somehow, some way, because he might not get an offer because of what it could be a long work stoppage. And this deal expires. the CBA expires at midnight next Wednesday. December 2nd, there will be no baseball to talk about except labor negotiations.
2: And of course, the thing is Wander Franco is young enough to wear on the other side. He will have plenty of time on the other side of this. I think they're just trying to lock in some cost certainty
1: here. Yeah, that's what I say. He's, going to pro- yeah. He's probably the first guy in the history of major yeah. league sports that signs a 12-year deal and is still probably in line for a second contract. I mean, the thing
2: about it was like it was wild uh, a couple of years ago when the Braves signed Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozzie Albies to deals that uh, with options were basically nine- and ten-year deals. But if you know you've got a splendid young player, this is what you do now.
1: You lock you lock them up. You you work past those arbiers. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can try before you buy. You can walk in any store and actually try out the appliances before you buy them. You would not buy a car and not take it for a test drive first, right? Also, their sales staff, they know the right questions to ask. They can help you upfit your entire kitchen, get you something to fit your budget. Go to Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, George Payton had quite a comment at his press conference yesterday. We have the resources to do whatever we want we have a lot of flexibility so Broncos fans are you more excited for the rest of this season or the off-season? with all that flexibility and George Payton being able to do whatever he wants that's next
3: I try my best to feed her appetite keep her coming every night so hard to keep her satisfied.